Salve Regina. <laughs> Sassy nuns singing Sassy Salve Regina. Oh <laughs> if that ever actually happened, you'd flip. The Sicinians. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Catholic Discussion Podcast. This week we're going to be talking about the Mass and just how important and mystical it really is. Now, we often call it a celebration, and it most certainly is, but it's more than that. It's both celebration and sacrifice. When we go to Mass, we walk Calvary with Jesus, and so that's something we're going to talk about today. And it's also easy for some folks to see the Mass as just a symbol or something you just do on Sunday for an hour. But again, it's more than that. And so we're going to try and really get into what the Mass really is today. With me to discuss this topic, I have Matthew Newman. Hello. Matt Henry. Good morning. And Bart Upart. Hola. We got a great crew today, guys, so let's just get started. Matthew, I think you wanted to talk about the Mass and in Scripture, correct? Yes, that was what I was planning on talking about. As you let off with, the Mass needs to be understand understood both as a celebration and a sacrifice. I feel like um, when I was younger, it was very hard to understand, like, why do we have to go to this thing on every Sunday called Mass? Like, why can't we miss? Why is this so important? Especially when I had other relatives in my family who were not Catholic, and they did not see as mass at, or they like did not see like their service in our mass was very different to them and to my parents. And it was very hard for me to understand how Catholics, where this idea came from for Catholics versus how it differed for Protestants. Now, to order in order to understand this idea as a sacrifice, I think we have to go all the way back to the Old Testament. If you look at every covenant God made with his people, with those Every time when God forgave the sins, whether that was at the flood or when he established his covenant with Abraham, when he was forgiving them for what they had previously done, he was instituting this new covenant with them. And at every moment with this, there was a sacrifice that had to take place where, as St. Paul says, this, the wages of sin is death. The only way that we can ever repay our sins is we as sinful human beings, we all should go to hell. But God in his loving mercy has found ways for us to pay for this. And in the Old Testament, it was paid through for animal sacrifice. But unfortunately, as these, this can never be a perfect sacrifice in that an animal will never equal the sins, even one, not even if you, all the animals were to pay for one sin, it's not going to equal, which is why for the Jews, they had yearly sacrifices during the Passover, and for instance, looking at records from the time of Christ have shown during Passover and Christ's time, the amount of sacrifices that were taking place in the temple were just extraordinary, massive sacrifices where it's thousands of animals were dying over the course of a week. But then Christ comes, and through Christ, he takes on those sins, and in him we have this perfect sacrifice. And And for me, I see Christ is the new institution of the Passover as it was in Egypt. So where the Egyptian or where when the Israelites were led out of Egypt, there was an institution of eating the flesh of what of the animal that was slain for the angel of death to pass over their door. And it's same for us. It's this 
it's a reinstitution of the Passover feast for us on a weekly basis where we are partaking in the flesh of the sacrifice that was killed for our sake. And I would also like to leave off with the point that in Christ's institution of the Eucharist, that is the only mention where Christ explicitly says, do this in remembrance of me. It is through this Eucharist. Did he stand, Did he say we need to help the poor? Yes. But he said the poor will be with you always. I, however, will not be. Christ, not myself. Um, so therefore, the most important part for Catholics for what Christ taught is the Eucharist. It is the sacrifice. Helping people, that's also part of Christ's message, part of his message. But the most important part, the part that stands above all else, is this institution of the saving grace through the Eucharist, through the institution of this sacrifice for us. Thank you, Matthew. And I believe, Matt, you're coming in now with some extra information from the Church Fathers, some of those early Christians who were there at the beginnings of um, the Christian faith. Yeah, I think um, something that I've noticed a lot in researching this is that this was not something that was in any way argued at that time. It was very explicit that the Mass was celebrated as a sacrifice. Um, Ignatius of Antioch, one of the very commonly known church fathers, referred to the altar at Mass as a thysiasterion, a place where sacrifices are, is how that is directly translated from the original Greek. It's all Greek to me, you know. <laughs> oh, Dom. Oh, Dom. And uh, I have I have some quotes that kind of reinforce the, uh, the church fathers' um, recognition of the sacrifice of the Mass. Uh, Ignatius of Antioch said... Whoever keeps away from the altar, and in this case, altar, he used the word thysiasterion, deprives himself of divine bread. Um, St. John Chrysostom said, The sacrifice, no matter who offers it, be it Peter or Paul, is always the same as that which Christ gave his disciples, and which priests now offer. The offering today is in no way inferior to that which Christ offered because it, is, because it is not men who sanctify the offering of today, it is the same Christ who sanctified his own. For just as the words God spoke are the very same as those which the priests now speak, so too the oblation is the very same. And I think um, a, common, a common issue that people have with the Mass needing to be a sacrifice is that they think, oh, Christ already was the sacrifice. We don't need to continue to sacrifice and um, the Epistola Apostolorum is a, a text from 140 A.D., uh, which is considered to be very um, valid, even though it's not in the, uh, in the canon. It very explicitly addresses this, and I'll just read a little passage from this. The Lord said, You will celebrate the memorial of my death, that is, the Passover sacrifice, at the cock's crow at dawn. You will perform my Father's feast of love and my memorial. The apostle said, Lord, haven't you drank to the full of the Passover sacrifice? Is this necessary that we do it again? Jesus responds, yes, it is necessary until I come again from the Father. So this is very explicitly stating that we need to celebrate this sacrifice over and over until we see Christ's second coming. And I think just an important addition there is to remember that this is a continuation, a continuation of Christ's sacrifice because we have the priest in persona Christi as another Christ and in the person of Christ as well. 
And so with that, we can't forget that we're not offering a separate sacrifice. We're offering the same sacrifice, and it's being offered every day all around the world and in all the different Catholic churches around. And then I believe next we have Bart speaking for us a little bit. Bart, what are you talking about? Um, so basically just sort of wrapping up, um, but also concluding in the grand scheme of history what uh, Matt, Matthew said about Scripture and then what Matt said about the Church Fathers. And it's the concept of organic development. And those are very scientific terms, but organic meaning natural and develop meaning some sort of process of uh, progression and change. Um, so in terms of the liturgy and the sacrifice of the Mass, uh, organic development basically means that over the centuries, whatever customs and traditions entered into the Mass by way of culture and or really the influence of the magisterium came together not by an abrupt innovation or change, but by a gradual evolution, so to say. Um, there wasn't really a point in history that a pope or even a council um, said that, you know, there, the Mass is a sacrifice. This was something that was passed on first by Christ, right, at the Last Supper especially, and at Good Friday, to the apostles, and then them passing it on to the disciples up to us now. Um, Peter Kwasniewski says in his book, Noble Beauty, Transcendent Holiness, that, uh, quote, the liturgy ought to be unambiguously focused on our Lord's sacrifice on the cross and the awesome reality of his Eucharistic presence, end quote. Ever since the dawn of Christianity, the Mass, the breaking of the bread, the memorial of Christ's passion, has been regarded as, uh, as a sacrifice. The disciples of the apostles all agreed to this, as Matt can attest, from early writings like the, what was it, Epistola Apostolorum, exactly, yeah. and then the writings of St. Justin Martyr, and continu continuing on, uh, including Trent, and including uh, Vatican II as well. And I'm going to quote uh, the Council of Trent here uh, in their dogmatic, uh, in the, since it was a dogmatic council, they say, quote, If anyone saith that in the Mass a true and proper sacrifice is not offered to God, or that to be offered is nothing else but that Christ is given us to eat, let him be anathema. Oh, Ooh. you don't Ooh. hear those anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank goodness we don't have <laughs> um, Nevertheless, also in the Mass, we see it itself when we say the, the it's quite explicit in the Orate Fratres. We say, or the priest says, pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Also, in, I guess, a more macro vision of it, we see this in the world today, the world of Christianity across all den denominations, um, at least with the apostolic churches, Protestantism not being one of those. We see it in the Catholic Church, the Orthodox Church, all the Oriental churches of um, Asia and Africa, that they all regard their divine liturgy, their mass, their Eucharistic service as a sacrifice. So it's something that I, Matt said in the beginning that this was never really disputed. You know, there were tons of different things that were disputed in the early church, but the Mass is a sacrifice, is one of these, as I said before, an organic development that didn't stop and that continued to expand and touch the lay faithful and the clergy even more to truly understanding how can we realize and live out uh, basically, you know, Christ's sacrifice on the cross on our altars today, the altar of sacrifice. I would say another way you can see this in the Mass today is if you look, if you like listen carefully during Mass, I know it, uh, since this is something we go to every week, sometimes you, at least for me, it slips by and you don't pay attention to the exact word anymore. But 
pay attention to the words that are used to describe Christ. The most common word to describe Christ is as lamb. And in that time period when these, when this originally came up, like when the Bible was written, lamb is the animal of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Christ mm-hmm. is called the lamb in Revelations and throughout the later time and throughout the, correct me if I'm wrong, but in John's gospel, he's, he describes himself as the lamb. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. John the Baptist, when he sees mm-hmm. him, behold the lamb of God. That's what we say when the priest or that's what the priest says when he lifts up the chalice in the Eucharist. Behold the Lamb of God, he who takes away the sins of the world. Mm-hmm. That's not a pretty image. Mm-hmm. Lambs were not considered cute, fuzzy animals in Jesus's times. Like these were victims, oblations mm-hmm. to God. There's a lot of other titles that Christ has throughout the Gospels and throughout the New Testament, such as the Lion of Judah, mm-hmm. which are much more strong, which are much stronger images, much more courageous. But throughout the Mass, the one that has been taken away and used in the Mass is a lamb, which is mm-hmm. what I think colors the entire, it should, as, as it should, if yeah. the mass is a sacrifice, yeah. this is a correct term for it. Indeed. Yeah, Bart, quick clarifying question for you. Um, there's, I just, I agree, we have this image of the lamb that's mm-hmm. often portrayed in the mass, and we mm-hmm. have like the whole Agnus Dei, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But then I feel like this is not something, at least in the U.S. church, that gets discussed or brought up very often. We're always say, oh, celebration of mass or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, just going to yeah. mass. Yeah. We don't say the sacrifice of the mass anymore. Do you mm-hmm. think that's something we've lost? And if you think and where that might have happened or why that might have happened? Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder why you're nervous. Well, no, the thing is, um, the thing is, it's something that I think existed in the church. The ignorance of it existed in the church, really starting with Martin Luther um, and John Calvin denying the sacrifice of the mass. They agree that, you know, the Eucharist is pretty important, but not really. And but, you know, the mass is idolatry, as they said. But I think um, it was most prevalent, especially in the West, especially with the Enlightenment um, and a growing secularism in the West that sometimes the East just simply didn't encounter that we said, you know, like, well, no, we don't want to look at the sad portions of, you know, Christ's life. If you look at most like biblical movies, you know, Christ is this wonderful, like, hippy dippy loving guy and then you get like passion of the christ by mel gibson and like oh my gosh you know <laughs> i think yeah and off that i think a really great example of that is in al- almost every catholic church you're going to see a crucifix yes you're not going to see a cross <laughs> we have a body on that cross yeah. as a reminder yeah. of yes we are saved through the cross but also remember the paradox of the cross our salvation came through what it was the most horrifying of deaths yeah um and that's where i kind of want to take it real quick is to this idea of Calvary, of to going up to the cross and to the crucifixion with Jesus. The Eucharist and the Mass sit at the center, the crux of our faith. They're the source and summit of everything that we as Catholics have, but they're paradoxical in a way. In one way, we're celebrating. In the Mass, we see the great love and the mercy of Christ. He offers us nothing less than himself, his body and his blood, like the true divinity of Christ. If he had something better to give us, he would give it to us. But this is the best thing in the world that he can give. We can't earn it. It's only a gift, a free gift. And so we should almost leap up with joy at the very thought of receiving the Eucharist. It's like oxygen. Mm -hmm. We should just breathe it in almost. But yet we have to walk the way to Calvary every time we go to Mass. The rock of Calvary is the altar. The sun turning red is the sanctuary candle. Mary and John are the living side altars, and he offers his body and blood. 
I wish I could say I came up with that myself. That was Fulton Sheen. But, and he, and Christ is prostrate. He's on the cross, and he's also upright because he's the priest. He is both priest and victim. And that's a great image that comes from Fulton Sheen's book, The Priest is Not His Own. And he talks extensively on this. When you have the offertory, the priest is standing up there and it, as Christ in persona Christi as the lamb being led to the slaughter. At the consecration, he is slaughtered as the sacrifice for our sins. But then comes communion. And just when the priest, and when we should say this is the end, we have that great revelation that we have not come to the end, to death. We have come to the fullness of life, to union with Christ. And that's, I think, the special takeaway is, and why I think thinking of the Mass as both sacrifice and celebration yeah. is so important. Mm -hmm. I think also thinking of the Mass as a sacrifice can kind of affect the way that you um, participate in the Mass. Because while it is a celebration, you don't want to just be all over the place and clapping every other, every other hymn. Because that, you don't clap for a sacrifice. You don't clap for Jesus on the cross. You appreciate that amazing sacrifice that he made on the cross and how he humbles himself every time that we're able to receive the Eucharist to come down from heaven and become the form of the host. And that's not something that we clap for, but we rejoice interiorly for the sacrifice that he's made. Absolutely. And I think actually Pope Francis in 2017 in one of his addresses actually talks about that. I know Bart's a little shocked. <laughs> <laughs> but he points out that the Mass is repeating Calvary. It's not a spectacle. We walk yes. with Christ on the road to death and so and so pass from death into life. And that's and that's just one of those great moments where you're like, Oh, great job, Papa. Yes. Like, great work. Amen. Amen. Actually. Um and I also I wanna leave my section of this talk with just this reflection from J. R. R. Tolkien. he was writing a letter to his son Michael. Where he has, where he's talking about the greatest love he's ever experienced. Quote, out of the darkness of my life, so much frustrated, I put before you the one great thing to love on earth, the blessed sacrament. There you will find romance, glory, honor, fidelity, and the true way of all your loves on earth. And more than that, death. Because it is through death that we come to life. It's only because Christ died, because of his sacrifice, that and his blood that purified us, that we have this celebration. And so that's why the Mass is so important to recognize as both sacrifice and celebration. Thanks, everyone, for taking the time to listen this week. We'll be back at you with another topic soon, one which we hope will be a fun surprise for you all. Please feel free to like or comment on SoundCloud. Also, if you have a second, we are on iTunes. So place a review and a rating there as well. Thanks, everyone, and God bless. Anytime everyone, anyone complained, offer it. Just offer it up. Offer, offer it up, man.